day. So every day we start fresh because we can't affect the past, but we damn sure can make a difference today. Welcome to episode 54 of Shop Talk. It's Jennifer. I'm Carrie. And we're back with another episode discussing 218 titled Under the Gun. We are rewatching old episodes through hiatus, talking about, you know, different characters, doing Chenford Week. So, yeah, we just figured we would cover an episode from season two. Um, it's an action-packed episode. It great, gave great storylines across the board for the entire group. So we'll kind of jump right on in. Do you want to take us through the... It's not even that much news that we have, but it's just a little bit. Um, sure. I mean, there's still, like, lots of, like, great behind-the-scenes moments that are being shared. Like, the Rookie Rewatch has a thread um, from, like, the fir- like first, like, behind-the-scenes post from, like, a few weeks ago. Like, all the way down to be sure you follow their thread for sure. I mean, we post stuff, too, but... Um, yeah so just like behind the scenes like little videos or like Instagram stories things like that the picture of Sean Ashmore from today yeah I'm still like thirsting over like 12 hours later it's totally fine yeah yeah Um, so just like fun things like that to get everyone excited for Mm -hmm. so be sure to follow you can follow us be sure you're obviously follow the cast if you're not already yeah and follow the rookie rewatch because sometimes they catch things that we don't necessarily get or vice versa too so yeah um other than that like we'll just jump right on into the episode so 218 um was titled under the gun and we had a few different storylines with harper and nolan and then grace was in there um chunford with rachel and then angela and jackson so we'll kind of start off with harper and nolan because they're like the main part of the case or the the main part of the episode um so nyla and john arrive at shaw memorial on a call and you know grace comes out saying like there's an intoxicated patient who's complaining of stomach pain but he's obviously been shot and he's insisting that he's not um so they get to the patient he's like anxious and nervous but he's still keeping up the lie like he's committed to this and then grace's husband comes by and so the patient's like this is my time to break out of here uh because the attention's all diverted um so then like after john gets the patient like you know um kind of gets him in custody again Grace introduces her husband, Simon, to Harper and Nolan, and Nyla is outspoken about John being there all the time. And Grace just gives her looks like, please stop, like, stop. Um, And it's just all awkward. So then Armstrong shows up and, you know, their criminal belongs to Armstrong, apparently. And the criminal, we find out, ate all the gas station sushi and refused to pay. And then the owner shot him. So this was all like part of the cold open um, and no one's like back looking at, looking at Grace and Simon talking and Armstrong's just like, who's the guy? Uh, so Nyla kind of keys him in um, and that is the cold open. Yeah. So then it was like almost as awkward as like when John ta- like pulled Grace along for like going over to Nyla's house when she was staying over at Donovan's. Yeah for um Lila's sake like I mean that was yeah. I mean like it was it was a nice um like gesture for John yeah. to, like, go over and like you know 
try to be like a buffer but it was just like mm-hmm. oh okay grace is here it's like this awkward like there's yeah. a couple and then there's two divorced yeah people trying to be co-parents and it's just like awkward yeah I, I will like say energy I will say it wasn't as awkward as when um Jason came up and crashed the Valen date but you know <laughs> nothing can top that that was no. just that was peak awkwardness so yeah um, but then Nyla and John, like after the cold open, they're, you know, on special assignment per Gray's order orders, and they're escorting some juvenile felons through a scared straight program at Cal Correctional. And Nyla's like, I'd rather be on the streets than doing this. Um, and Nyla tells Nolan that they're, that these kinds of things are, are typically a lot of chaos and noise and the jury is still out on like whether or not it makes a difference. So her point of view on this is like very jaded and no one tries to be the optimistic one though, because of course, and he gets a call from Grace and Nyla's just like, meet me outside, dude. And so Grace explains why her husband technically ex, but not officially yet was there. And it's because their son has gotten into some trouble at school. So she's like apologizing for the awkward first meeting. Um, and then she says that they have to reschedule their dinner for the night because, she has to meet with Simon um, so that they can talk about their son. And John's like, okay, but you can tell that he's kind of nervous. So John gets back into like the work mode mindset and um, him and Nyla are lining up the juvenile delinquents and Nyla's like naming them all off. Fletcher tries to hit on Nyla, which like you can't blame the kid, but also, I don't know. You're like, he's like 15. Um, and she is like, oh, there's nothing better than getting hit on by a 12-year-old delinquent. But he says, you know, I'm 15. And John's like, that's still not better. Yeah, um, he's like, not better. <laughs> like, yeah. That was a fun moment. I love that. And the kid's just like, okay. Like, he doesn't really he, care. He like, still keeps at it, though. Like, even right. a little bit later, it's like, dude. Yeah. <laughs> like, why? It's so um, funny. So then Nyla and John like have to stop and get gas and Nyla's not like obviously thrilled about it. And she's just like, why do we always get the cars that need gas? And John's just like, oh yeah, that's, that's karma. It's payback for me crashing cars. Like, you know, before you were my TO. And she just gives him a look like, are you serious right now? Yeah. Like, what are really doing give this? For like a flashback to like 102 or something when yeah. Nyla's like veering off. And Tally is like yelling at him. Like when that would he, have been just perfect. When he becomes a TO, I feel like he could have a rookie that's kind of like how he was when he was a rookie. And like, let's give him that same experience He's that so like Talia had. And Nyla, really. Yeah. Or the one where like the I think it was like a not bulldozer, but like a crane type thing that that person was like stealing yeah on the street and it and he just kept going like ignoring john completely and then like mm-hmm. it crashed right into their shop and you could just see john's memeable face yeah as it was happening yeah it's like that's gonna be a lot of paperwork isn't it <laughs> like something like that like i just want some of those kinds of moments in like a yeah or something yeah so then they allow the juveniles to use the bathroom and john's you know mr nice guy because of course um, and he's asking if anyone wants snacks and Nyla's just like, she gives another great look. And she's like, dude, what are you doing? And Fletcher asks if he can get a beer and John's just like, that's a hard no. 
Um, so he hands cash to the other two kids that are like going inside to use the restroom and Nyla tells them to go stand off to the side um, while she talks to John and John's like, you know, I know that you know that I'm not, I know that you think I'm naive, but I like to see the good in people. Um, and he says, and maybe that's the laziness on your part. Um, and I thought that was like bold of him because I mean, so she came in at 204. They have only worked with each other for like what we can assume is what, like a few months or something. So I mean, for him to say that, I was like, oh, dude, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but then John kind of challenges her to see, like, the difference that makes when you show kids a little respect. And then in the background, you hear the van turn on, and it, like, goes off. Like, it just starts driving off. Um, and Nyla turns back to John, and she's like, are you sure about that? Like, we should show these kids respect. Um and the van doesn't go too far though because Hector has Fletcher who's driving in a headlock kind of like he came from behind him um and Hector stopped him because he doesn't want Fletcher to ultimately add time to a sentence because of his stupid ideas which Hector okay drawing it back to one Chicago because hello like everything comes back to that <laughs> at least for us um Hector was played by the kid who played Diego Antonio's son so yeah um so then I know that I think while I was watching the show for the first time I texted you that because I was like there is a lot of like one Chicago people from the rookie or like vice versa it's like what like a five five year difference I guess from when he was first on to like he was he was little Diego like we never yeah. saw older Diego yeah he was yeah. the little one yeah. yeah yeah probably almost six years from when they started like filming uh-huh. was, like early on in PD but yeah that was in fire oh yeah yeah early on in PD when we yeah. saw Diego but yeah so then Hector says like he didn't do the right thing for no one um and no one's just like that doesn't matter like you still did the right thing so they're getting the gas, waiting for juvenile transportation to take Fletcher back. Um, and John, Nyla, and the other, uh, the other kids go to the correctional center and they have to hand in their duty belts and weapons and all that. Um, and the corrections officer that they're meeting is like, I thought you were bringing me four. And Nyla's like, yeah, well, he flamed out. So he has the other juveniles face the fence and tells them like they have to obey his orders. Meanwhile, the other inmates are like standing around like obviously blocked off by the fences um and just like watching like the new meat basically um kind of come in and you know it seems like they're trying to scare them they probably are but like they're also just trying to get them like all wound up or whatever um so then the warden comes out to meet with Nolan and Harper and she tells John that it'll be hard to watch all of this go down so in like the in the room that they're like kind of sitting in it's like the it's almost like their training room or whatever um the corrections officer sharp gets a little rough with hector and john wants to stop him but nyla just stops him um so then we see some inmates come in to meet with the juveniles and we meet oscar again um and the warden's kind of shocked but also not really that like john knows oscar 
And, you know, she says that he's not here to say anything useful. He's the monster that they'll be locked up with. So, you know, of course, he always has something to say. So while Kane, the other inmate, is there, like, scaring the crap out of a kid, um, Oscar's trying to talk to the warden, and she's like, I don't want to hear it. Talk to the kids. Um, So then Oscar, like, kind of zeroes in on Hector, not in a scary way, but in more of, like, a realistic way. And, you know, so he's kind of talking to him while John talks to the warden, saying, like, that's not how they should go about scaring Hector. And she's like, she's interested to hear what he has to say. So he mentions Hector's brother. Um, They bring in his brother and, you know, who's shocked to see Hector there. And Nyla says, you know, Hector, he thinks that his brother is a role model and Hector's just like, stop talking to him like that. Like, you know, he's not that bad of a person. But Thomas is like, no, she's right. You know, I'm no one to be proud of. And so then... Thomas says that people are afraid of him there and Hector's like oh no they respect you and Thomas just gives him the cold hard truth um so then we hear the alarm kind of go off in two short bursts and uh she says that there's some trouble going on that she needs to attend to but Oscar's like she's lying there's a riot going on and it's about to get crazy in here so the warden comes back and you know they ask what it's looking like out there and she says that there's several casualties um, which are mostly inmates and one guard. She says that 60% of the prison is under inmate control, which means they got to get out of there now. So she tells the other COs to like lock up Thomas and Hector and Kane um, who, and put them in the B-wing while Sharp is to uh, escort Nyla, John, and the kids out. And so Tom asks John to like keep Hector safe and you know tells his brother to listen to john and stay away from the facility so sharp is like it's time to move nyla you know says that they need weapons and everything so she breaks a wooden chair but then they only ever take like one piece of the chair that they broke i was like wouldn't you want more i don't know i mean i don't know if they would like just need i don't know like their other hand and or well like arm and hand to like signal like to other people or to like yeah i don't know yeah yeah i mean to break the chair like into pieces and then only take like a couple better than nothing yeah because like even the kids broke chairs too so it was like i would i mean i guess take at least two of the legs but then again like yeah you want your hands free too so um I thought that this was really sweet. Like John goes up to Nyla and he asks, you know, if she's scared and she's like, you want the truth? Um, And he says, no. And she's like, I'm not scared at all, but you can tell that she is. And so is he, Um, but they have to put their brave faces on. And I don't know. I just thought that that was like a really sweet moment between them because up until that part in the episode, like it had been like looks and digs at each other and like banter and all that. And um, I mean, and even up until this episode in general, like, you know, they were still figuring each other out. So, yeah. So then Sharp's like, you know, there's no real way out of here that doesn't go through a cell block. So they walk through one, they hear a loud crash and the boys run until they're stopped by two inmates, one who's still a CO uniform. Uh, so then the boys get behind the officer and the officers go into fight mode. And even the boys kind of get into action too. Um, 
and they they have to move fast because they um there's like other inmates that are coming so they end up getting outside on one on the other side of the fence just in the nick of time and they hear an inmate come over the radio and they have the warden held hostage so the cert team is on the other side of the prison um and sharp is like it'll be a while before they get to her uh but john and nyla is like well we can so that john and nyla go back in leaving sharp and uh the uh juveniles outside so hector questions why they would go back in and save her when they don't owe her anything and john's just like it's the right thing to do um and i loved this part hector was like why is everything a teachable moment with you like it's I don't know it's not supposed to be comedic in the moment but like it kind of is because it's very true when it comes to john nolan so then um john and nyla go in but in a different way because they need some help from like the one and only oscar um and when nyla's asking like why he's not out there causing trouble oscar's like it's because i got tired and the guy that i wanted to beat up was already messed up by the time i got there so you know it is what it is so then nolan's just like uh you're the ultimate opportunist and if there's a chance to escape you'll try but there isn't a chance to escape today so like the most that you can get is privileges um so then oscar gets two inmates to close like close to john and nyla um so that they can kind of take him take them down and they get the warden out of the cafeteria is it looks like where that's that's where they're holding her so then as they're on their way out like what seems like the entire prison of inmates i mean it probably is but it definitely seemed like it if it wasn't um they come in from like behind them in front of them like they just surround them and oscar's like i'm out like you guys are on your own and thomas hector's brother asks where you know he is and john's like he's out you know like he's fine and thomas is like he goes up to another inmate and he's like you know they're gonna walk and the inmates end up backing off and then suddenly oscar's like you know back on john and nyla's side because the dude has to get his privileges so john nyla and hector like i'll get back to the district at the end of the episode and nyla's like i'm gonna go change and you know i'll take you back to juvie to process you out with the other boys and Hector says that like Hector seems to have come around to them a little bit more um and Armstrong comes up and tells Nolan like trouble kind of finds you huh and Nolan's like they told us to scare the kids we scared those kids so um that was kind of nice to see like between John and Armstrong and then you know obviously we know what happens with Armstrong so um but then you know Armstrong asks John how things are going with Grace and he's not entirely sure she's having dinner with her ex as they speak um which I want to know like how long were they at the the prison because we see them there in like daylight or at least afternoon and then the next time we see them it's like dark out I mean I would assume like the like that I mean not like a normal shift for them maybe but right a full day i would assume yeah um so then you know john has another teachable moment with hector who seems like he might be kind of coming around to john and all of his you know teachable things 
And John's just like, it's okay to put yourself second every once in a while. The men at the prison were selfish. They put their own needs above all else. So then Grace shows up at the district and both, both of them have to kind of tell each other something. So Grace drops the bomb that Elvar has been having trouble at school because of the separation and Simon wants to give it another try for Oliver. Um, when John asks what she wants, she says that she doesn't really know, but they have such a great thing going. But if getting back together with Simon for Oliver like, can help, then maybe that's what she needs to do. And that is the end of Dr. Grace and Nolan, which sad face. I don't yeah. like to see it. No, she was good for him. And yeah. I honestly, I really like thought that they would like be in it for like the long haul. And like, I, yeah, I don't know. But I mean, you know, gotta do what you gotta do. I almost hope that like, I don't know, not that I want to see Bailey like totally go away, but like also. I don't know like down the line it would be really cool if they could bring Dr. Grace back like whether she was played by Allie Larder or not and kind of see if they can like rekindle you know their relationship just because like they knew each other in college and like you know kind didn't really go anywhere then and then they were able to kind of like reconnect like in you know their later years and you know so it'd be kind of cool to see that like happen the third time yeah but yeah so that is 218 for john and nyla it was a big one for them yeah i know there was so much like action like yeah like physical like movements for them yeah and whatnot so um so for well jennifer has it written as chenford and rachel um, even though it starts with Tim and Rachel um, at least we get shirtless Tim first so that's always nice God bless um, yeah. God bless yeah um, and so he's like I guess getting ready for the day and like Rachel's sitting on the edge of the bed and this is when she announces her job offer up uh, Wow, I tried to say opportunity and offer at the same time. That's opera is not a word. Um, her job offer in New York. Um, and like, of course, Tim's happy for her. Um, but like, you can kind of tell by his face that her, like, you know, kind of comment of like, you know, you can, you know, there are cops, you know, in New York too. Like, you know, so like mm-hmm. he could kind of like, he could be a cop anywhere but this is kind of like her like dream job um it like you could tell it kind of took him by surprise a little bit um but I mean regardless he thinks it's a good opportunity uh for her and so they kind of you know like they can't really talk about it more because obviously like he has to leave for work she has to you know like Mm -hmm. kind of just they just need a little bit of space for now to like process things um gotta love kojo just like chilling on the bed in the background like i forgot that he had kojo at this point so fun gotta love it and like i'm still wondering like if or how tim like explained why kojo was there to like rachel because like he did for ashley so like i would assume he previously did that maybe too, but... maybe lucy told her oh maybe yeah because they're like no. besties. yeah so maybe so 
I don't know. I just am always like curious. But then also like, when is it going to be like Lucy <laughs> or Rachel sitting? Like, sorry, not sorry. Like season five, come through. Season yeah. five, come through for us. Yeah, Please. like two best boys and Lucy. Like, okay, you know what? Speaking of season five and behind the scenes, we have not seen to uh, Melissa and Eric together yet. We haven't really gotten like pictures of like Wopez together. No. Or like Chenford together. Like they're holding out on us, I feel like. But also, I kind of want it to remain a surprise. I do too. Like we've made it this long through hiatus. And I'm like, yeah. The next few weeks will fly by. Yeah. But yet I'm also like, we have 75 or 70 something days. I'm as keeping count of the rookie until it comes back i'm like i don't know if i can but also if sean ashmore keeps dropping thirst traps like that <laughs> i might be okay <laughs> yeah um yeah he can he can definitely rock a suit for sure um yeah. but like i don't know i kind of want like I need them to do like a selfie like Melissa and Eric I need them to do a selfie like in their complete like juicy and dim costumes I mean Um, we know that it's gonna happen so but like if they like I don't even care they can wait to drop it to like after the episode or like you know the day of or whatever yeah like like, at some point during this season five like they have to share it like I know honest to god yeah one of them has to have one on their phone like they need to share it um, so I was looking, so like I rewatch all the episodes on Hulu and I was going through season four, um, because that was like the next episode that was going to air is like a rerun or whatever. And it said for 422, Tim and Lucy go undercover. Like that was the only like information about the episode. And yeah. I was like, that's not even true though, because they don't yeah. go undercover. I mean, not really. I mean, unless like, you count like Lucy having the construction like vest on, yeah, and coming but, out of the truck to like go. And know, I guess the thing, but. Tim did go undercover, but it wasn't like yeah. his tattooed alter ego. I don't know. It was just like I mean, it I read was, that and I was, it was like, just, like briefly, like it wasn't yeah. anything. It was just like for like a meet. Like it wasn't like a full yeah. To go somewhere and like stay there permanently kind of thing well i'm like hulu does kind of have short like captions about the episode because for this episode i think all it said was like john worries about dr grace or whatever and it was like so it's not gonna explain the episode like it, yeah it was well, whatever like but the promos how the promos you know like at least like yeah. for this one for example i only showed like the prison riot yeah and that kind of thing I just thought it was funny that it said Tim and Lucy go undercover and I was like they kind of did it but yeah they did kind of I don't yeah so mm-hmm. yep um and so a little bit later um Tim and Lucy are sent to do like a welfare check on a child and Rachel meets them there because she's like familiar with like the situation um they all try to like enter the home but like the kid's mom is like oh no 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 he's fine like um but you can like kind of like see in it's like obviously the kid like doesn't look well um and so like they end up coming in and when they kind of like initially evaluate um Paul is the kid's name um Rachel starts to wonder if like his mom could be making him sick for attention like um it's like Munchausen's by proxy is like that Mm -hmm. um term 
Uh, and so like, like on that assumption or like suspicion, I guess, um, is why Rachel like calls in like more people like an ambulance to, you know, like get Paul to like treatment um, and then to like have like um, his mom, like remove, like to separate them um, mm-hmm. since she's the one that's like suspected of possible neglect. Um, and Chenford's like staying at the scene for a moment too, as he's like, as Paul's like lifted into the ambulance. Um, this is when Rachel asks like Lucy what she thinks about the whole like New York thing and like Tim and um, I like that Lucy was like, well, Tim's, you know, LA born and bred. Like I'm pretty sure like Eric has that in like either his Twitter bio or like his Instagram bio or something. I don't know. Or something similar yeah. to that. Uh, which is just fun. I don't know. I like things like that. Um, but she also is like, the man's a mystery. Like, so she really doesn't know, like, how exactly he's going, like, what his final decision is going to be, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and I liked that Lucy looked over at Tim when she's saying this. And there's a parallel of, well, I mean, yeah no I guess it's still a parallel of this that happens the next episode I believe 219 where Tim is like looking uh across the way to Lucy as he's speaking to another uh officer so it's kind of a fun little parallel um because they're looking at each other when the other one's not looking or like doesn't notice so yeah um um I did look and Eric has product of LA and Instagram and Twitter bio yeah close enough yeah whatever. yeah whatever um I, I just think that's fun you know because like he's like you know an actual fan of like the LA Rams yeah. and like you know so you have Tim and like the right jersey for that one episode in season two earlier so yeah just fun little things like that like I just enjoy mm-hmm. that um but anyway so um word comes back that like the talk screens are like clear for Paul so like they don't know like what was causing him to be sick um in the meantime tim uh meets with sergeant gray to uh, inquire about transferring to the new york police department aka the nypd um (laughs) this entire sequence is just hilarious it was so funny but also why does that make me want like a rookie uh and nypd like svu (laughs) like one chicago did it you know we, I, I just anytime the NYPD is mentioned, I'm like, oh, that's for you. Well, I don't yeah. know. Like anytime. Um, oh my god, I would love to see Rollins and Lucy kind of like work together. It's so fun. Oh, now now I need that. I Dick Wolf, just like make these things happen. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, and so like, of course, um, as Gray's like listening to this, he's like well, you'd have to, like, essentially, like, go through the ranks again, like, you know, starting from the bottom, (laughs) working way back up, um, joking that he would be the John Nolan of the NYPD, and that's, I think that's a gif that is on, yeah, uh, or, like, in the little, like, and even, like, Gray wearing his glasses, like, we've used to that as a meme before. (laughs) I know, I know. He's he's just so, like, trying to be serious, but it's, like, just, you can kind of tell, he just has these little, you know, um, like, 
remarks, I guess, that he's mm-hmm. like wanting to say. Well, um, even Tim, Tim was, yeah, he, like leaves. Um, and even Tim was just like, it's not funny that I would be yeah. no one. And Gray's like, no, it actually is hilarious. So I'm like, I mean, it is. Yeah. No, it is. Yeah. Um, and so, and he also like asked if like Rachel had anything to do with like all his questions. And Tim's kind of like, no, no, like, you know, it's just like, it's me asking. Um, but like, obviously, like, Tim, again, I say Tim's poker face needs work. Like, duh. Yeah. of course, it's because of his like relationship yeah it's influencing this so um speaking of rachel drops by a little bit later and tells them that like she found out that like the water in the neighborhood had like heavy metals in it that were making other kids sick too and because of that like those families switched to well water which like corresponded with the time that paul initially got sick and so like that's what caused it like not um you know like parental neglect I guess Mm -hmm. um and so like Rachel's obviously feeling terrible she's like desperate to find a way to like reverse the situation since since she was so sure that it was like that Paul's um mom had done something that she like removed him from her care um and literally cut to her being sat down on the bench near the holding cells because she tried to get the company to listen about the water to no avail and like got cut for it so that was kind of it like reminded me of like when wesley got booked for something mm-hmm. i can't remember what it was like season one i think lopez and like angela um like sat down across the way from him just like you know and they like played footsies or whatever i don't know if those i don't think that was the same episode i can't remember now no it wasn't um, i don't think because there was the criminal yeah but it was just something like i can't remember what exactly it was um but i just remember like they had like a similar thing where it's like you know one half of the one half of the relationship is in is in cuffs for one reason or another yeah um, yeah I do remember that because I remember Angela being like you know kind of flirty with him yeah mm-hmm. so um but like so she and Tim are talking um it's like I don't know like not so much about like the current situation but just like their earlier talk about like you know what they kind of want because like they're kind of starting to realize that like Tim can't exactly like leave LA really Mm -hmm. at least not right now like that's you know but like she still wants this like dream job in New York so they're like kind of at an impasse and obviously it's not an official breakup or anything because you know really you can only handle one breakup an episode like yeah you know it's just like a it's really more like Tim has to make a decision at some point which obviously that like comes to a head in the next couple episodes but like it was nice to see that like he was still like reassuring her like he wants to make it work like he you know like they want to just enjoy their time together that they have um yeah I don't they had like quite a few moments like that like Rachel and Tim did where it was like a I don't know how to describe it exactly like a circumstance like might have like tried to be like an obstacle yeah for them and then it was like they had to kind of you know like 
No, it was more like Tim reassuring her, though, that he wasn't going to go anywhere. Like, when she had the, I don't even know what it was now, that, like, uh, like, medical issue that would, like, you know, had, like, that he would need to, like, take care of her if they, have, like, got serious down the yeah. road or something. That's right, yeah. And then, um, you know, she was like, well, you know, if you, you know, want out, like, I understand. He's like, I'm not going anywhere. Yeah. Um. So it's kind of it's kind of always him because then like in the next couple episodes, um, it's you know like he was gonna take her out to dinner or whatever, and then he you know had to finish the case, and then ends up pulling up I think by her taxi I think in two nineteen or twenty I can't remember which, and then is like you know I don't know what you know future's gonna be like but they're gonna you know make it work and then. That didn't really happen. Yeah. <laughs> Cut into season three. But anyway, I'm getting ahead of myself. Um, but yeah, I, don't, I just feel like that was like a common theme for them was like a kind of circumstance getting in the way. Tim kind of trying to be like more like reassuring that like this can work. Not that Rachel wasn't, but she was just always like, it was always clear like her position yeah. on things. Whereas Tim obviously with everything with Lucy it's like you know you know kind of right in that like subtext as to why he's you know like that um but yeah so it was, it was nice that they had the like moment and like not gonna lie I mean I still I still liked them I I liked him and Rachel more than I liked him and Ashley um yeah Sure. I think I think their relationship seemed a little bit more natural than like yeah. Tim and Ashley like Tim and Ashley it feels like maybe it's just because it's working on that build up to Chenford but like yeah it feels like it's kind of more one-sided like Ashley's trying to put in the effort and Tim's not really wanting to or vice versa um yeah but like with Tim and Rachel it definitely felt like more natural between them maybe it was because lucy had kind of set them up and like she knew what tim was looking for like a common thread yeah yeah Yeah, i don't know but i just yeah it was just it was a you know kind of like a little bit of a bittersweet moment for them but still like they had a you know they were on solid ground for the time being yeah um which was good for them i think and um obviously you know Rachel got the charges cleared up and everything like she wasn't you know staying there uh near the holding cells forever which is good yeah um yeah and just I don't know I kind of yeah that just I don't know because I'm just thinking ahead now to like how two 19 and 20 played out and just like it was kind of like open-ended and then I mean obviously eventually duh it's like implied that they broke up long live tim and rachel and dr grace and john long live yeah for sure so we also had a little bit of a storyline for angela and jackson um they also like well angela i guess got called into gray's office for like a kind of a special assignment as well um because she and jackson have a I guess a ride along um 
analyst named Elvis and he was brought in apparently because there have been some concerns about how like Angela's working her um beat on patrol and things um and like so he's very technical he's very like looking at predictions and how computer algorithms can predict like policing and mm-hmm. Angela's not much for that she's just like no this is like all bs and Jackson you know ever so uh nicely tries to kind of like rein her in a little bit and is like you know you gotta like play nice throughout yeah. this whole thing because it's like he like I don't know like sh- he's kind of going to be like judging her in a way and like how you know to see how she does throughout this whole shift um and like even though they butt heads a lot um Angela does kind of manage to show um with a few tricks about like how to read people sans technology which is like mm-hmm. impressive like including the takedown of the guy two times her size um yeah. by the kneecaps which was you know it was just cool like she's a badass and like she knows it. We all know it. It was just cool to see her like show that off. Yeah. Like, I got this. You know, like she doesn't she doesn't need the help of computers or like I don't know, like human like <clears throat> like AI, artificial yeah. intelligence. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's always that thing, you know, it's like are you know, are humans gonna be, you know, like outwitted, outnumbered by technology? Yeah. Like, no, like I don't know just like in this moment anyway Angela was like no I got this like I can she can read people she can predict what the guy's gonna do next because she's studied criminals for so long and like been on the job for so long like she's seen so many situations so obviously she's she has tricks and she has things that she knows work Mm -hmm. and I mean, even though humans make mistakes, obviously, as it is shown a little bit later, technology can make mistakes as well and not be so reliable. Yeah. Um, And so, because, like, later, um, Jackson and Angela are called into, like, an active shooter scene. And when they arrive, they find a bunch of people running from um, an office building, but they have to go in and obviously try to find the gunmen. Um, Angela's like you're gonna stay in the car like it, the, the analyst is not going at like you know he he's staying there um yeah. you know out of harm's way um but they you know Jackson and Angela do have to go in to like try to de-escalate the situation um so they make their way through the building they're kind of ducking in and out of cubicles while trying to help like a few other people um to like kind of either like get out or to like find cover somewhere um that's safer um and like the whispered tones and like almost like dead silence otherwise like makes this part of the scene like a little bit eerie but like in a smart way like I, it was like smartly done um tv wise and they like make their way sort of like almost to the ground like just very very low like crouch down lower to the ground um they're trying to get an eye on the shooter um i like their like eye contact and like kind of you know just how they communicate like every um partnership kind of has that I think like yeah more established because it's you know like end of season two kind of thing um but Angela is the one that ends up um getting a clean shot and taking down the gunman so they can 
uh, arrest them. So, yeah. Um, it's learned the hard way that the computer can't predict everything. He didn't see, like, the guy, like, was upset because of the, um, was it dating app? Um, and, like, he didn't see, like, the guy's, like, anger because of this, like, relationship um, coming to an end. Like, he didn't see that coming. And so, um, like I said earlier, like, technology is not always reliable because it can't predict, like, it can't pick up on all human emotion, you know? Um, yeah. And so, um, it was kind of, like, I don't know, it was a good, like, lesson but then also I feel like it was kind of like vilifying for like Angela to be like, yeah, I told you in a way, like, yeah. you know, cause like she ended up being kind of right. Um, and at the end of the episode, um, this is when I miss scenes like this, like a little seat, like, because it's like Tenford and Westlow, like they're yeah. all at the table. Yeah. Um, I miss scenes like that, like just little, little things. Um, it turns out that Angela was the wrong Lopez. <laughs> and there was another officer that was like really the target, like another Angela that was really like the target. Um, yeah. It was like Angelo and Angela. Yeah. And it was, you were off by a letter. Yeah. And so it was like, so like she was the wrong person. And so like that right along was, a te- was like technically for nothing because like her, police tactics are fine mm-hmm. um and so it was it was quite the day for uh Jackson and Angela and like I don't know I just thought it was so funny though because like when she was like trying to um like you know take down the guy or whatever Jackson was like not narrating it you know but like get it like he had like a few comments like as yeah. it was happening and is like oh wait like this is gonna happen now um I just miss them I think I just I miss Jackson and Angela Same. Um, yeah I miss their dynamic yeah like he was always trying to keep her in line and you know yeah just not really having it yeah but they were just like really good like supports or like supporters of each other yeah too in the end and I'm just sad we never got to see well obviously their kid would not probably not have been named Jackson yeah but you know um Jackson with Lopez's baby I know it's so (laughs) sad that we didn't yeah but anyway it's always that we have these you know old episodes to go back and you know watch their um dynamic and how it has evolved so yes it was nice and I kind of yeah I think I just kind of missed the like T.O. rookie like relationship or like you know like partnership like that like someone else has to like learn yeah um so it'd be kind of fun if that was even if it is John Nolan being a TO, like, I don't know. I'm sure he can, you know, teach a rookie. Something. I mean, even if they have, because I think I tweeted this out during one of the rewatches, like, even if they still have Aaron there as one of the rookies, like, can mm-hmm. we bring in someone else too? Because it would just be fun to have, like, a couple of rookies 
for them to like kind of buddy up and like be friends and bounce things off of each other versus just like having Aaron who's just like going through it by himself because realistically like I don't know I mean at at a police station at a district like is there just one rookie probably not like there's probably more so yeah Yeah. it'd be fun if there I mean I don't know if it would like have to be a female to like bounce out or not but yeah it'd be kind of fun if there uh was yeah can Katie come back (laughs) that's what someone that's what people were tweeting about like after the rewatch yeah yeah because she was she was cool yeah and like I think that um like her portrayer had even said that like they'd be down with that so Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so something like because we they brought um what's his name badger uh yeah larry yeah so katie next (laughs) that's what i'm manifesting yep yeah but anyway very off topic but yes we miss (laughs) weslo we like tim and rachel john and nyla had quite the time in this episode and r.i.p to john and grace and and Tim and Rachel, honestly. Yeah, and Tim yeah. and Rachel, yeah. But like yeah. also Kojo just like chilling there on Tim's bed. Just like watching. Oh my God. Like, I totally forgot that Tim had Kojo around then. Like Well, like I didn't even notice Kojo like in the background until I did yeah. like I think like a rewatch. Um I mean, I think it was sometime last year, but still, it was like maybe my third time watching the episode, and I yeah finally noticed there was yeah. a dog in the background. So. And he was just like chilling, like I don't really know what's going on, but like this is a comfy bed, and I'm yeah. around my human, so yeah, I'm still betting that he was like, "Where's Lucy?" <laughs> I know, like this is not my mom here, like. Yeah you need to fix this or yeah yeah um do we have any other notes on this episode it was no. action-packed i just miss every i just miss every like how things used to be a little bit it's making I, me nostalgic i literally just miss everyone like just give me the show back even if it's like every other week or something like i don't care just give me new episodes because yeah. i well just, you know I how like people. they have like you know rewind re- I can't speak. My God. Reruns of like, or like marathons, I guess is a better term of like, you know. Yeah. Chicago Fire, Chicago PD, SVU, like things like that. Yeah. I need like a rookie marathon, like sometime, like a Sunday where it's like all day. Yeah. I mean, like we can like binge it on Hulu and stuff, but like the channels will sometimes like change it up. Like it'll be like a season one episode, the season four episode, whatever. Yeah. It would be fun to have that like change. I don't know. I mean, like even, even Lifetime Marathon's Castle for crying out loud. Yeah. I watched, I watched that on vacation. (laughs) Lauren's going to be so proud of me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't know. I mean, like Ion okay what show did they just add to their rewatch MacGyver I think 
Yeah, with your MacGyver, like Hawaii Five O or something. Hawaii Five O's been on there for a while. Yeah, yeah I think it was MacGyver. They like took off Criminal Minds and like MacGyver's on there and mm-hmm. something else too. I thought I just saw because I was like, oh, that's interesting. So I mean, maybe we could get lucky. They'll have to boot off one of the other shows as long as it's not one Chicago. I'm fine with that. Or SVU. Like, don't. Yeah. Even though, like, you can find that stuff on USA too, like, because they're all yeah. connected. Um, yeah. MacGyver is not on NBC because no. Ion yeah. and USA, like, well, I don't know about Ion. I think so. But USA at least is like a universal TV television or whatever. So. Yeah. I don't know like I don't know if the rookie would be a part of that but like even if they could get like one or two seasons like in syndication that would be great it would just be fun like I just feel like that would be I mean obviously yes I know you can do it like on Hulu or whatever right but unless you have like you know a way to like connect it to like your tv which I mean yeah. I do occasionally depending on where I am but like not mm-hmm. always and it's just not the same like watching it on like a computer screen right tv well and like like the rookie rewatch team they do you know rewatches next week is sergeant bradford at the end of the month it's like a holiday week like rewatch um but still like i don't know just having it like on an accessible channel because like i know for me like i don't have usa like i i don't have that a part of my as part of my cable package so all i have is like ion and the cw and like a few other like kind of local ish cable channels and then like your ABC and NBC. So mm-hmm. I'm usually watching my streaming services, but even then mm-hmm. I'm just like sometimes I'll go over to regular TV and it's like I'm kind of just stuck with whatever is on. <laughs> That's how I've kind of started watching like the stuff on Ion. I'm like, I don't understand <laughs> what's going on. I don't know these characters, yeah. but like it's on as background noise. So yeah. so it was like yeah. me on vacation. I was literally it was like either like ions i was watching like svu or like one chicago or whatever mm-hmm. yeah castle was on lifetime <laughs> i know my mom <laughs> like watch. And my mom has had like nbc playing like in the background just for some other noise or whatever mm-hmm. and on wednesday nights i'll hear the one chicago shows and i'm like that sounds very familiar like what is that yeah. and i'm like oh it's Wednesday it's one Chicago like reruns and then I like try and place the episode and I'm like yeah I don't know if that's episode but like that'll happen with like Thursdays or you know whatever too Mm -hmm. so I don't know it's kind of fun but anyway major tangent there (laughs) (laughs) we're at the end of the episode anyway so yeah yeah. um (laughs) if you guys want to hear more of our tangents like feel free to keep listening to this podcast um we don't go off onto many tangents on twitter kind of because it's hard but we will tweet some interesting threads or you know just interesting things yeah i mean a few weeks ago we did like the rookie characters as ice cream uh flavors which was fun and interesting and kind of odd so yeah um, but if you guys want to, you can follow us on Twitter at shoptalkpod underscore or email us at shoptalktherookiepodcast at gmail.com with all of your thoughts. Um, you can find us in- individually on Twitter as well. I'm at jstark804. And I'm at Carrie Hyman. 
And next week we'll be back with a new episode. Um, and some of the rookie rewatch ladies will be joining us to talk about the Sergeant Bradford evolution. Um, the episodes that we're rewatching next weekend um, are going to be 115, 202, 213, 214, 402, and 403. So it'll be like two a day for three days. Um, so yes, yeah, so, so excited for 202. I know. <laughs> I'm just excited, like, for, like, a Sergeant Bradford rewatch. Like, we did the Chenford week ones, um, and that was, like, you're rewatching the entire episode as a whole because you can't, like, just skip in and out of it. But, yeah, yeah you're, like, focusing hardcore on the Chenford. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah, so don't miss out on the rewatch. And then they'll be joining us on the podcast. And, yeah, we're going to make it a whole thing for Sergeant Bradford. Bye, everyone. Bye, guys. Go get them, boo.